Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello all. Welcome to My Millennial Money. You're with John Pigeon. No Glenn James today, so it's going to be the funniest episode. We are loose and we can do whatever we want because uh, Glenn's not in the house and I've just raided his office and we're ready to roll. Uh, we have Josh Nicholson here today and I'm doing a live clarity call with Josh all the way from Bris Vegas. Bris Vegas, should I say. Welcome, Josh. Good morning. How are you? Well, thank you. Now, this was this has come about because of obviously what's going on in the um, world today with with COVID nineteen, etc. Josh, amongst many others, have experienced a little bit of trepidation, fear, whatever you want to call it. Josh is about to pull the trigger on a property purchase in Brisbane to to live in, and he's nine tenths of the way down the track. And he's saying, what the hell am I doing? Is it going to be the best decision for me? So we're going to have a chat to Josh. and It'll go for about half an hour being a free call. That's all I'm worth today. So um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kick it off uh, and hope f- for the listeners that you get something out of it that you can take forward for your own situation. So um, here it is. All right, Josh. So far away. What's your fears? Um, well, I guess we're... Uh, we're, we're about to purchase our first our first home, um, and this has been in the works for about six months ago. I think we put our signature down on the on the contract, and we were buying off the plan. So it was kind of an unknown as to when we were going to move in. And uh, a few weeks ago, uh, they gave us the notice that the house was ready, um, and we're in our settlement period, waiting for the ninth of ninth uh, of April. I think our settlement's on. Um, and then in the midst of that, all the all the COVID stuff started happening. So I'm kind of freaking out a little bit as to um as to what's going to happen in the world uh you know whether or not we keep keep jobs um is a is a big concern of ours um we've also gone into this property purchase um with uh with lmi so we we only have a a small deposit which is a bit of a a bit of a concern i don't know if that is going to impact us obviously having a smaller deposit and having to borrow more means that our repayments are a little bit higher than if we saved a full 20% deposit. Um, and then just looking at uncertain economic times, it's uh, it's a little bit daunting. Mm. Um, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, you can understand why you, you're probably losing a little bit of sleep at the moment. Um, I'm a big fan of, of controlling the controllables. So I want to talk to you about those first, if I can, mm-hmm. um, and, and just maybe get some facts and figures as to what we're up against come yep. the 9th of April. So yep. 95% loan-to-value ratio, you've, you've taken advantage of the first homeowner's grant. Yep. Is the townhouse new or is it an existing? Uh, yeah, it's brand new off the plan. Brand new. So that means you've got a, a – being in Queensland, you've got a rebate amount uh, yep. that first comes back to you. 15 grand, is it? Yeah. 15 grand comes into your kitty. 
Um, so what's what's your deposit funds that you're actually up for? Tell me the numbers there. Um, so we've put in, I think, at 29 and a half so far. Um, yep. I should have had my spreadsheet in front of me. But, yeah, we uh, I think it's, right. about, I think it's about 30 grand that we've tipped in um, so far. And then looking at um, – so our, we're borrowing 560, which includes the LMI. Okay, so the LMI is capitalised into your loan, and that totals five sixty. And yep. and what was your purchase price? Uh, five ninety. Five ninety k is purchase price. So you're you're under that um, ceiling of first homeowners of six hundred k in Queensland. Uh, I think it's 700. give or take anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so. Um, so you've uh, you've got a loan of five sixty. The purchase price is is five ninety. So you're reasonably, um, you some would say highly geared in yeah. that respect. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and we went into it knowing that as well. Um, I guess six months yes. ago we've we've got pretty good earnings and pretty good. Um, like we've been putting away about three grand a month to to save for the house. Um, but we haven't uh-huh. obviously been doing it for that long, which is why we don't have a huge deposit. Um, and yeah. and the the thought of going um, so the reason that we went to buy the house at that time uh, was because we've got a young son um, he's uh, almost two and yeah. eventually we want to expand the family as well but we wanted to be in our home before we did that which is why we we made the choice to um, purchase the home at this time rather than saving a deposit and trying to raise another sure. little baby. Cool. All right, yeah. so my first bit of advice there is sleep in separate beds. We don't want another child coming in the next 12 months, all right? Sure. <laughs> um, so, all right, so you've got one on the ground and you've got a pre-approval. You're ready to settle on the 9th of April. Yeah. Uh, what's the total funds you need to come up with? Is it the 29500 or do you still need to tip in more? Uh, no, so that, that's already paid. Um, yeah, I think, and then we've got the first homeowners grant that comes into play as well, which uh, uh, Sean's organised for us. Um, and then it'll just be the the stamp duty that we've got to pay for. Um, sure. And then the legal fees and transfers and things. So that, I think I worked it out. It's maybe about uh, eighteen to twenty grand that we've still got to tip in. Okay, and you've got that sitting there, have you? Yeah, yeah, we've got that yep. there. Okay, all right, so. Um, by Sean, you mean Sean from Wellman Finance? That's the man, yep. Okay, great. So um, coincidentally, I've just had a chat to him this morning around the the latest lending conditions and because and, they're getting updated daily as, as every everyone is at the moment. So yep. I can give you a little bit of data around that at the, at the present as well. Um, so when you look at... Your buffers. What what would that amount be after you've um, given all your money you need to 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 um, get this property purchased? Um, yeah. So our emergency savings isn't isn't as as high as what we'd want it to be. Um, uh-huh. We I think we should have about um, eight grand left in the coffers, um, yep. and current expenses um, is about one and a half months worth. Yeah. Okay. So the cost to to exist for you. Is how much per month? Uh, it's about well, in good times, it's we're usually up around the seven, seven and a half. Um, yep. But if we really need to pair it back, we can get it down to about five or six grand. And um, and okay. I know that we can do that because I I went through a redundancy um, just over twelve months ago, and so there was yep. about four or five months that we had to really 
really pay the the finances back. So um, we've right. kind of been through that a little bit. Sure. So my advice there is to definitely pair it back and and live off the smell of an oily rag for the next three to six months. Yeah. Um, going ahead with this this purchase, of course. So just yeah. make sure that that five grand is five grand and not six or seven grand, because that obviously um, makes a massive difference for the long term. Yeah. Um, so you've told me in your pre-clarity form that you you're saving about three grand a month. Yep. Um, at the moment, you're renting for four seventy per week, which equates to twenty four thousand four forty for the year. Yep. Now I've gone onto my solverwealth.com.au mortgage repayments calculator. It's in the tools section for listeners, and found that your interest rate um, you've said was three point oh two percent. If you're interest only, uh, it'll be sixteen thousand nine hundred per annum yeah. if your principal and interest it'll be 28,600 per annum so when we look at the rent you're paying right now it's somewhere in the middle of paying interest only versus principal and interest on your new pending purchase yep. okay so the actual living expenses won't change dramatically from going from renting to living in your new home with that 560k mortgage correct yeah so question your uh, loan going forward from the 9th of April, is that interest only or P&I? Uh, P&I. It's P&I. Okay. Yep. So we need to come up with the best part of 1100 per fortnight to service that P&I loan, mm-hmm. right? Now, if we minus that from the 940 that we're paying in rent, there's about $160 extra that we need to cover per fortnight to service our uh, roof or mm-hmm. basically living, yeah. Uh, on top of that, we'll have our rates and yep. our insurances. So just factor those numbers in and, and just make sure you've got a sure amount on both of those. Yep. So if we're saving three grand a month, which you've told me you are, um, even if that three grand a month comes back to two grand a month and, you, and you're giving yourself an extra grand to play with in respect to rates, extra repayments, um, increasing your buffer amounts, yep. you're still twenty four grand a year in your savings um, at the present time. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. So, well, it, I'm just going on the, the numbers you've yep. given me pre this call. So so I think from a, from a funding point of view, um, you, you should be fine. There's, there's buffers in place, although they're not three months worth now, um, you've got the ability to build that up pretty quickly. Yep. Your repayments are not going to be um, much higher than what rent you're currently paying now, yep. which is a, a big win. Um, interest rates, in my mind, are not going anywhere in the next 12 months to, to maybe two years. So I think you've got that on your favour. Okay. Um, fixed rates at the moment are, are just absurd. All banks are wanting to fix you in to get some certainty for their uh, bottom line, mm-hmm. um, like ANZ, for example, last week said 2.3% for two years fixed. Um, like that's just out of control. So would you go and fix straight away? I, I would say no, but you've got the option to do it down the track if you need to. Mm. Right. So again, controlling the controllables, we need to know what's happening in our life, which we've just covered off on. Yep. Um, the, the second part is, well, what's my plan B, plan C? 
My plan B is maybe fix some rates because we're probably going to get a lower rate if we were um, going to do that as opposed to keeping it variable. And plan C is move back home and, and rent it out. Is, is it an option to move back home, absolute worst case? Uh, no, it's, there's not. Um, Mum and Dad okay. are in, in so, the process of moving to New Zealand, so it's a little little difficult. <laughs> okay, so you can't move there. We can't get into New Zealand at the moment yeah. anyway, can you? Um, so plan C is out the window. So so knowing your variables there, but increasing your buffer amounts is, is really critical in this time. Yeah. Now let's talk about your occupation and I suppose your industry in yeah. these uncertain times. Tell me what you're doing for work. Uh, so I'm a project scheduler. Um, I work for, so we're a uh, dealership. Okay. So machinery, ma- mainly mainly mining machinery, but lots of uh, construction industry stuff too. Okay, cool. So when we look at an industry like that, um, a, lo- a lot of those companies are very well funded, aren't they? Um, mm. Going yep. forward, when they're when they're renting to to mining um, companies. It's um it's almost a cash cow. So does that mean that your job's secure? Well, it's probably secure than uh, those in the hospitality industry or tourism at the moment. Yeah. Um. So I think one thing you can do around that is having a conversation with your company and saying, look, uncertain times. Got a mortgage. Got um got a child. What's the next six months look like? Um with the knowledge that you've got right now. And I think having that transparent conversation maybe um, puts you at ease, uh, but also alarms you if, if they're saying, well, we're, we're not too sure, we've, uh, we've got these sort of issues um, as a fallout from COVID, et cetera. Yeah. So, yeah, I would be definitely having that conversation. Um, as a plan B in, in respect to the work that you do, what is another industry or something that you can go into and earn similar money? Have you got anything up your sleeve there that you've done previous? Uh, I haven't actually thought of that, to be honest. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess previously I was um, I was doing project controls in um, for a railway company, um, okay. and then that sort of covers off the last ten years, just those two roles. So, um, sure. The prior to that was sort of sales jobs and things. Um, uh, but yeah, we're, we're talking a decade ago now. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, look, I, I think from an industry perspective, you're in a pretty stable one in terms of the the health epidemic that we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, having that conversation is critical. Yeah. Um, Nadine, your wife, what's yep. um, is, she's on full time income at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah. So she works full time. So she's in uh, in agriculture. Okay. Um. So she's and on the HR wh- HR team for them. Okay. And and when you say agriculture, uh, what are we talking? Oh, beef, beef. Okay. Yeah. All Australian right. agricultural company, AAK. So they do okay. sort of high, more high end like Wagyu and premium cuts of beef. Sure. Okay. So again, probably an industry that is governed more by how much it it rains and the cost of cattle and um, all those sort of things, mm. um, which is probably not that related, uh, well, related or doesn't have the fallout from something like um, a health issue right now, does it? But I'd definitely be having a conversation or getting her to have the conversation with uh, with her boss or employer, yeah. absolutely. Because uh, it looks as though from an income perspective, you're 
about 50-50 with your contributions to the total household income. Is that right? You're on about yep. 100, she's on about 97? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, we're pretty, cool. pretty close. So yeah. we're, which is which does give us a bit of, um, I guess, a bit of comfort if one of us loses our job. We're not, yes. you know, we're not losing a, a 60 or a 70%. We're, we're only losing half. But, um, that's right. Which does give some comfort, but it's, uh, you know. Yeah still uh uncertain times <laughs> yeah absolutely so let's go there for a moment so if yeah. one of you did lose your job it really doesn't matter which one yeah. um if you both lose it then obviously that's a, a different conversation but if one of you lost uh what's the net income coming in from the other versus our cost to exist have you done that breakdown um yeah so we'd we'd need to um we'd need to supplement it a little bit um yeah. so we're probably I guess after, you know, take home income and things, we, we probably need maybe another thousand or fifteen hundred bucks a month um, to okay. to cover those living costs. Sure. Okay. So again, I would just make sure that we've got a reasonably certain figure on that to yep. know what is the shortfall, yep. and just uh, understand that amount in your own mind to to say, well, if I have to go and um, stock shelves or pump petrol or whatever it is that this is the amount we need to to continue through yeah because um, I, I, th I think and and it's it's very easy to say but in these uncertain times people act with emotion and and act out of fear yep uh, without actually having some knowledge around their own situation to begin with they they're, they're looking at the media and and it's all doom and gloom etc so the first part of it is getting the knowledge around your own situation and if you've got that knowledge and saying, well, actually, we're going to be in a bit of trouble here because of the industry we're in or the, the running costs of our life if we lose our job, it may be saying, no, we're not going to um, push through with this purchase. Mm -hmm. we, we pull out and, and uh, reassess in six months or 12 months' time. I don't think, however, we would pull out because, oh, we can get a better deal in six months' time because the market's going to drop 20%. Um, it's more about making a decision around your own situation and can we afford it? Is it putting too much uh, risk in our lives right now? Yeah. Um, the yeah, the, no one knows what the overall property markets are going to do over the next twelve months, two years. Mm -hmm. But I can assure you one thing is that the dips that they fall to, if we're not selling, they're going to continue to rise back up above what they are are right now um, over the long term. So people that are having to sell in these downtimes, yes, they're going to be affected. The key is to n make sure that you don't have to sell through these times so that you're not sitting here in six months' time having transacted on this property. Now we have to sell because we didn't get our numbers right. Mm, yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, so it's all, all that sort of safe, safeguarding um, and understanding what we need to, to, I guess, maintain it so that we don't have to go into that situation. Yeah, that's right. And, and like, obviously the government's saying, well, or banks are saying you can freeze your mortgage. Mm -hmm. That's that's all well and good, but that's going to be capitalised and, and added to your loan overall. So that's a worst case in my scenario. You just don't go and jump and do that just because it's... Um, uh, gives you some relief. Um, yep. I, I think it's a worst case scenario that you would go and do that. But you know you've got things like that up your sleeve in the coming months. But I wouldn't go in with the basis of saying, oh, if we can't afford it, we'll just freeze our mortgage sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah. So, yeah, when you said, um, can we have a sensible strategy if something goes really wrong, um, i.e. one of us loses a job? So I suppose that's what I'm referring to there is if one does lose a job, what's our shortfall that we need to make up? And are we employable somewhere else because we're a good person and we're relatable and we've got a good work ethic and those sort of things? Yeah, okay. The buffers, again, I would have thought that in the next two to three months we'll know whether we're keeping our job or not. Um, I don't don't think in 12 months' time someone will lose their job because of COVID. I think it'll be more the next three to to six months that'll that'll happen. So that's where that conversation with your employer them knowing their um, their bottom line, knowing what sort of staff issues they've got, the cost to exist if things aren't running the way they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'd be surprised if either industries are, are massively affected to the point where they're um, pulling down full-time staff like yourselves. But, yeah, I, as I said, I'm not in your lives to, to understand that, so you just need to have that conversation, both yourself and Nadine, with your employer. Mm-hmm. You've said point C, we don't know what we don't know and we're facing a, a global pandemic. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not, not Notre Dame either, so I don't know whether how bad that's going to be. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not worried about it, but I'm just, I, I've got no control over it personally and neither have you. Mm-hmm. So um, to, to waste some brain matter on on keeping us awake at night because of it, it's not doing us any good yeah it's more about spending the energy on what we can control as i said at the start of the conversation um so yeah i do know that every downturn that i've been experienced um in and and the ones before me it, it recovered and it recovered about the same time that it took to downturn so if yeah, it took okay. 12 months to dip down it usually takes around 12 months to come back out. Now, this one's been sharp, really sharp, so hopefully that's an indication that it'll recover just as quickly. But we haven't got that crystal ball. We'd like to think that in two years, three years' time, it's, uh, it's, it's well forgotten about and it's been minimal impact, but mm. we won't know that for, for some time, will we? Yeah. Any, uh, any questions, observations at the minute? Yeah, I guess... There's a uh, there's a lot of stuff going along in the media about um, you know all the all the financial measures that the government are putting in place too and and I know you guys have put out podcasts I haven't had a chance to to listen to them yet about you know the potential to take money out of super and things like that if um, if things go wrong um, yep. so I guess I haven't really had time to to sit down and understand what what that means if that's an option worth exploring. Um, if we did lose a job or, um, you know, and, and we couldn't gain employment somewhere else, we had to supplement income. Um, yeah. Is that something worthwhile looking at? I, I think it's worthwhile understanding what it means yeah. and, and the process you'd go through to do it. But, again, I definitely think it's a, a, a worst-case scenario, just like freezing your mortgages. Yeah. So if you've got... Um, some buffers in your life that carry through the next two months um, then and you can work some part-time job if you lose yours uh, or you just basically do anything to to get through I would much rather be doing that than to a freeze my mortgage and b access my super Um, but you know as a backup 
you know the process to go through if you needed to um, pull the trigger on either of those plans, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's the way I would be approaching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, definitely get yourself clued up on what it would take to access either of those plans. Yep, okay. Yeah. All right, anything else that we need to cover off on that I haven't spoken about? Um, oh, probably. My, uh, just having a look through. One, one thing that, again, Sean did allude me to this morning was uh, a lot of lenders now with their pre-approvals, what they're doing before they give that um, full-on uh, formal approval is anywhere from 14 to 10 days out from giving that formal they're asking the question, are we still in employment? So yep. give me your pay slips and maybe in some cases talk to the talk to the boss to make sure that this person is in employment. So yep. for you, we're, we're 10 days out today, aren't we? So yeah. um, I, would, I would be thinking that your lender would be asking the question of, of Sean um, or maybe even ringing your employer um, if they're diligent enough. So yeah. just... Um, be yeah it, it probably won't affect you right now because you are still in employment but being aware that that's what lenders are, are doing having a pre-approval doesn't mean that it, it's over the line all sorted no more checks um, yep. obviously evaluation needs to occur um, employment checks pay slips need to be readily available so just have them up up your sleeve in preparation if need be yeah absolutely actually that yeah that, that raises a good point because um, I guess that's one of the one of the fears. I mean, right right now, status quo. I'm not expecting uh, anything to to happen with work. But I mean, as we've seen in the last two weeks, you know, people being put out of jobs, uh, you know, the next day when they thought they were okay. Um, yes. So I guess what, what 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 position does that put us in if if one of us did lose our job, say this week, and then the banks. Yep the banks do a check and they're like, okay, we're not going to lend you money now. And now I'm liable to, to settle on this house. It puts me in. Yeah. So let's, let's talk briefly about that contract. So yep. you've signed a contract um, to buy this brand new townhouse. When did you sign that, Josh? Uh, October. October last year. Yep. And there was uh, an unconditional settlement period, which is now obviously expired. Has it? Yep. Yep. So, so basically, absolute worst case scenario, the um, the owner, developer, whoever it is, can say, well, um, Josh can't settle on this property because he can't get finance. We'll, uh, we'll keep his, his deposit and uh, move on and sell it to someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which obviously sounds quite frightening, but that, <laughs> that's the, the, the facts of, um, of buying something or committing to something without having that formal finance. Yeah. Um, in most cases where you're buying existing, you would, uh, you'd, or all cases when buying existing, is you would want to put in a finance clause where if you can't get finance, you've got the ability to pull back out with no or little impact. Um, mm-hmm. In this case, it's a little bit different because it, an off-the-plan um, purchase back from October and now we're sitting in March. Now, back in October, as you mentioned in your in your form, you, you didn't expect something like this and no one did. Yeah. Um, however, the, um, 
I would I would be thinking on the other side of the coin that the developer in is also in the same position where he would want these things sold. So he's going to do, I would think, or she, the best that they can to get you across the line. Now, whether that's giving you more time, whether it's um, um, looking at different lenders, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But that's, I, I suppose, having that conversation, A, with Sean um, at Wellman Finance, but also B, with the developer if that um, that time comes, but hopefully it won't. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's understandable. It's it's just, I guess, a um, a concern, but it's it's worrying about something that hasn't happened at the same time as well. That's right. Yeah, and that, so, and that's I suppose what I keep coming back to is yeah. it hasn't happened um, in in a lot of ways. It's out of our control. Yeah. Um. So let's not. We know that, and I like to think. Well, I I prepare for the for the worst, but expect the best. Yeah. Um, so. If we run by that motto, we've already prepared for it in our mind, but yep. we're expecting that we're going to get a fantastic result. Yeah. So, yeah, come the 9th of April, it's all smooth sailing. We move into our, our new home with our, um, with our family. We manage our expenses. We don't lose our job. We keep tight with our buffers. Um, we keep tight with our discretional spending and then hopefully live happily ever after, Josh. Yeah, fingers crossed, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, cool. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover off on before we finish? Um, uh, no, I, I don't think so, mate. I, th- I think you've, you've given me a few a few things to, to go away and think about and um, definitely need to do some calculations to, I guess, understand the, the position a bit better and tighten things up. But, um, yeah, like you said, just trying to, to look at controlling what we can. Um, and it's just, I guess, it's hard to not freak out about the things that haven't happened yet yeah absolutely it is and and it's very easy for me to come into your life for half an hour with no emotion and, <laughs> and give you the raw facts but uh, yeah. <laughs> i mean that's the that's the beauty of it is you you get to talk to to someone external that um can look at it black and white and mm-hmm. and i'm just saying look sure those numbers up when you're saying you can live on five or six grand like that's a grand difference so make mm. sure it's five and not six is what i'm yeah alluding to there yep because that grand might be the grand that gets you out of trouble in two months time yeah um, that's true i, I okay. think it's those that haven't prepared and got the foundations are the ones that fall over in in these sort of times yep okay but yeah hopefully you're you're sending me a message on april 10 saying john i've got it we're in uh <laughs> we're, we're all uh all good so. to go <laughs> i bloody hope so <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely so um yeah. Um, all right, Josh, we'll appreciate you uh, you sharing your life with me and, and obviously the listeners as well now today. So, no, you're um, more but welcome. yeah, if there's anything else, don't hesitate to shout out. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much for your time, John. Really appreciate it. No worries, mate. All right. No worries and good luck. Thanks, mate. You too. If you're after personal financial advice, This podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. 
With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, SunSuper is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, CanStar, and Finder. Find out more about SunSuper at sunsuper.com.au forward slash choose. You can join SunSuper online in under five minutes. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a high chance you have disposable income. Glenn has a mandate to get everyone giving, saving, and spending in that order. Now, we want to encourage you to be generous with your money, but choosing an effective charity can be difficult. An amazing resource you can use is thelifeyoucansave.org.au. You can donate to them, and they'll distribute your donation to a variety of life-saving and life-changing charities around the world, with a focus on eliminating extreme poverty. For more information, visit thelifeyoucansave.org.au. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, anyway, make sure you stay connected via our Instagram, our free Facebook group, or if you want to turn it up a notch and be on the inside of the show, become a member of M3 Private. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 